Well, turn in your Bibles again tonight to the book of Job chapter 1, if you would please, the book of Job. Join me as we turn there in the book of Job. And tonight I'd like to just maybe review a little bit. And then I would like to also encourage you never to lose your faith. I just uh, would like to ask you tonight, what would it take for you to just give up and get out? That, that's a very pertinent, pertinent question tonight. What would it take for the devil to get me so low that I would give up and get out and do the things that I used to do? Maybe not even to sink so low as to do the things I used to do, but just to give up, get out of church. And live my own way. What would it take tonight. For me. To give up. On my faith. I think that's a pertinent question. Notice you would please. Job chapter 1. I read the first three verses. And. uh, I don't. We are living in very difficult times. Now most of us are blessed. Beyond all. Reason. We really are. Our, our financial situation is not that of Howard Hughes or Donald Trump. But if I had hair like Trump, I'd want a lot of money. <laughs> if you give me that much money, I would even take no hair. <laughs> but all in all, most of us are very blessed. Uh, We've been blessed more than once. Uh, We've been blessed and we blew it and God blessed us again and again. Has he not? Some of us thought we was blessed when we went to the hospital and saw our first child. (laughs) You'll catch that after a while. (laughs) (laughs) But let's, let's just be very honest. We've been very blessed. Considering the rest of the world, we've been blessed financially. Uh, We've been blessed domestically. Uh, We've been blessed ecclesiastically, talking about church and what have you. Jim, you and I have been blessed to be able to work and serve and honor and minister and get paid for it. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, But uh, I, I just wonder tonight... If maybe things got a little raw and a little less of what we have, how long would it take us to blame God? Even the disciples said, we've left all and followed you. What's in it for us? Notice the Bible says, In verse 1 of chapter 1, there was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. 
There were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. As we look at Job in those three verses, we see him at the top of the ladder in relation to the blessings of God. The greatest man in all the east. I don't know in what time frame this was concerning all the others. But to be greatest and the most wealthy, it's to set him at the top of the economic, domestic, and uh, enterprising ladder of the world. Everything is going his way. Unknowing to him. Something is going on in a realm that he does not see. Verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. The Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? You need to listen to this. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Now, where's Satan? He's to and fro in the earth, walking up and down in it. Prince of the powers of the air. He is in charge of what's going on around us. And the Bible says, and the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Verse 8, and the Lord said unto Satan, well, this seemed like a conversation out of the clear blue. Hast thou considered my servant Job? There's none like him in the earth. A perfect and upright man. One that is feareth God and is cheweth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge about him, about his house, and about all he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. And he said, But put forth thy hand now, touch all that he hath, and it will curse thee to thy face. What if tonight you woke up in the morning completely bankrupt? Everything gone. Would that have any effect on your faith? Night would mine. The problem is, how are we to react when that happens? You see, there may be a conversation going on in heaven tonight. And your your name may be the subject of the conversation. What in heaven is going on? Job knew nothing of the meeting. 
Job did nothing to be the the party concerned in the meeting. But one day, one terrible day, one horrible, heartbreaking day, God turned Satan loose on a child of God. Lifted the hedge about his house. Pulled back all the blessings that he was giving Job. And in one day, Job lost everything. We could talk to you tonight about an unlikely candidate. If anybody in the world did not deserve what was going on, Job did not deserve it. There were dope fiends, there were prostitutes, there were hellions and whoremongers all around, I'm sure. But the most perfect and the most wealthy man was the subject of what was going on in heaven. What would happen if tonight the unseen conflict in glory was all about you? An unbelievable crisis. Look at verse 7. An unbelievable crisis. Now the Lord said unto Satan, where'd you come from? Verse number 12, he turned him loose. And verse number 13, and there was a day when the sons and daughters were eating, drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. There came a messenger unto Job and said, the oxen were plowing, the asses feeding among beside them, and the Sabines fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped to tell thee. Isn't it amazing? One guy escaped. Why did Satan leave that one? So he could go back and give Job the bad news. And the devil thought to himself, if I can just go tell him about this, that'll knock old Job off high center and he'll curse God as sure as the world. And then we go down to verse number 10. The sheep and their servants gone. Latter part of the verse, and I only am escaped alone to tell the bad news, man. All in one day, right after another. Verse 17, while he was yet speaking, the camels and the servants all were taken away. Notice the latter part of the verse, I only am escaped alone to tell. Isn't it amazing? The devil always has a bearer of bad news. You ever notice that? I alone. Notice now, if you would please, verse 19. And there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they are dead. I only. His family, his wealth and everything gone in one day. I wonder why God put that in there. So we could brag on Satan or brag on God. Ain't not much to brag about God now. Wealth is gone. Family is gone. Friends misunderstood. 
No jobs all alone, bless your heart. Just him and Mrs. Job is left. Thank God for good women. Amen. Thank God for those women who, through thick or thin, is standing by the side of the man of God. Notice verse number 20 in Job Rose. Notice what he said. And rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. And he said, look at this, naked came I out of my mother's womb. And naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job, sin not, nor charge God foolishly. Isn't that amazing? And the unrelinquished control, God's still in control, and I believe an unfazed commitment. But could I please encourage you just a little bit? When all hell breaks loose in your life, don't lose faith. Because it is going to break loose. And don't lose faith. The Bible said in all this, Job sin not, nor charge God foolishly. Today, by way of television news, we hear of people all around the world, notice, losing their jobs, losing their homes, and savings are gone, and on and on and on. And because of all of this, some folks are losing their temper. And as a result of that, they're blaming everybody they can. Can you imagine anybody blaming Obama for anything? What if Obama had been president in Job's day? Never thought of that, have you? I bet we could have blamed him. Well, I didn't mean to lose my amens that fast. But everybody's blaming President Obama. And when Obama wasn't there, they could always blame President Bush. And if they were not there, you could always bring the congressman and the Senate and the House. Of course, you know, you don't have to throw everything at them. You could always blame the Democrats or the Republicans. Or the floods and the hurricanes. Or maybe Europe and the crooked banks and corporations. And on and on and on. Who are you blaming? Now there's one thing you will never see. Anybody blaming themselves. <laughs> nice. I said, uh, is that not nice? For instance, all the home repossessions. And God knows we got to blame somebody for losing our home. But I wonder if maybe the reason we left our home is we couldn't afford it in the first place. 
Well, the banker let us have it. And the government made the banker make us have it. So we got to blame somebody. Dear God, we know it could not be a lack of wisdom and decision making on our part. Let's blame everybody except those folks who knew they could not pay the bill. I don't know where I came from. If you borrow it, you're supposed to pay it. And if you can't pay the fiddler, don't go to the dance. Does that make decent sense? Well, it's not going over too well. Or maybe we could blame folk. We could blame somebody for our house flooding. And Brother Jim just had his flooded. But I see it on the news tonight. One man said 50 weeks out of the year, this home is a perfect home. But every year for the last five years, it's flooded. But I'm not going to move. Who knows? I may make the news next year when it floods. Well, I, some blame big corporations for losing their jobs. Could it be if they'd have worked a little better and showed up a little more and been willing to go the second mile to help somebody make money? That's why they hire you so that you might make them money. Not that they may make you money. People hire you that you may make them money. And if you don't make them money, you are gone. And it's not their fault that you're a lazy, didn't show up kind of guy. See, the Bible tells us about a man by the name of Job, and we've read about him, who lost everything he had. About as much as any man I know in all the world could lose. He lost his family. He lost his wealth. He lost his health. He lost his friends. But he never lost his faith. He knew who was in charge all the time. Does anybody agree with me? And life demonstrates to us as we face our losses in life on how to handle our losses. Now, folks suffer because of two things. Number one, we suffer because we live godly. My Bible says, yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus, do you know the rest of it, shall suffer persecution. That's 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12. Now, if you listen to some of those jaybirds on television, that if... That if you're saved, you'll be rich and wealthy and healthy forever. And then after you die, those birds will come and try to charge you for raising you from the dead. (laughs) And as we live godly lives, the devil's going to make life as difficult for us as we can. Have you considered my servant Job? 
I think the devil just has a heyday, having a heyday, making our day bad. Because he thinks maybe if he can just make us a little miserable, we'll quit and God won't get any glory. God saved us for his glory, not our benefit. He gets glory because we are blessed. And as he blesses us and as he works with us and as he molds us and makes us, God is getting glory out of our life. The Bible said in all of this, Job did not curse God and he did not sin with his mouth. As we live godly lives, the devil's going to make our life as difficult as we can. Some folks suffer because of godliness. Job suffered because of his godliness. Secondly, some folks suffer because of wickedness. And there's living proof of that all around us. Domestically. This world is in a mess. Domestically. Visit but just a short time for our buses and you'll see. Go with us on Saturday for just a little while knocking doors and see the wickedness at how people are suffering. Innocent people seemingly, little boys and girls, moms are suffering, dads are suffering because of domestic wickedness. I mean just flat domestic wickedness. People are suffering financially because of wickedness. Preacher, what do you think about gambling? Wish you hadn't asked. But people are suffering financially tonight because of wickedness. Absolute, total wickedness. Physically, they're suffering tonight, emotionally. Sin is not cheap. And if you'll look around, it's costing many a high price. Just visit in our communities, bless your heart. And if you think sin is a lot of fun, sin may be fun, but it's expensive. Oh, just, just one, just one, just one unthought out experience. That's all. Just one unthought out word in a heated discussion between mom and dad. Just one stupid text that you can never eradicate or take off of the internet. Just tearing too long one time in front of lewd, dirty pictures that makes an impression indelible upon your mind. You cannot fade. You get it. Sin's fun, but sin's not cheap. Amen. Amen. Augustine said it this way. God only had one son on the earth without sin, but none without suffering. You're going to suffer. All that will of godly shall suffer persecution. One thing about suffering, it either draws you to God. Or it drives you from God. 
See, the devil was expecting Job's suffering to draw him, to push him away from God. He said, if you'll let me touch his family, if you'll let me touch his finances, if you'll let me touch everything that he has, if you'll do that, Job, I'll curse you to your face. The only reason Job is serving you is because of his blessings on you financially and domestically. I wonder tonight, does Satan feel that way about us? What would it take us to curse God? Not audibly, but in attitude. You know, these books are here for a reason tonight. And nobody likes to read the book of Job. When I read Job, it makes me feel so backslid. You say, but don't me. Well, you need to read it again then. Because this godly individual, buddy, when he had lost family, finances, and his friends, that was supposed to have done it. But you know, I'm so surprised that it didn't get it done. Chapter 2, and this is the rest of the story. And again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, from whence comest thou? Satan answered and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth. A perfect and upright man. One that fears God and sheweth evil. Now notice. And still he holdeth fast his integrity. Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin. Yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. Put forth now thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and will curse thee. To thy face. Getting serious, isn't it? I said it's getting serious, isn't it? Where along there would you have dropped out? I wonder just where I would have dropped out. Put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thy hand, but save his life. So Satan, so went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils. 
from the sole of his foot even to his crown. And he took him a pot share to scrape himself with all. And he sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife unto him. You remember I was talking about that loving, faithful, encouraging woman that God gave him. Now, wife, one of these days your husband, physique, is going to change. The geography of things on his body is going to find other continents to dwell in. This used to be a chest. This used to be dark and wavy. It should have just been dark because it waved goodbye a long time ago. (laughs) I don't love him like I used to. If Mrs. Job had taken your counsel, what would you have told Mrs. Job to do when death looked inevitable. If the ladies' quilting party had got together, what would your advice be to Mrs. Job? Hang in there. Remember you said for better or for worse. Remember you said in Sickness or in hell? Didn't you say that? Well, but now there's just some extenuating circumstances here. And Mrs. Job said, this is encouraging. I know it was to Job. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Ladies, if your husband has retained his integrity after marrying you and fathering your kids and putting a shelter over your head and loves you, You better be thankful. What about divorce? What about it? I think Mrs. Joe's been watching the soap operas. She said, Cuss God and die. Satan must have known. That would have been the final dart in the heart of Job. Nothing in this world hurts like a woman jabbing the dart of hurt into the heart of a man. That's a two-way street also. 
I wonder if Satan must have said to himself, I'll get him now. This will sure take care of him. But you know, it didn't work. But he said unto her, thou speakest as one of the women watching soap operas. You say, you just made me mad. Well, then maybe God will turn you loose on me. What, he said, shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. Joseph Lincoln said, Troubles affect folk differently. Troubles are like the weather, like hot weather. It sours milk, but it sweetens apples. What's your troubles doing to you? Souring you or making you sweet? All things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Those were called according to his purpose. How close are we to losing our faith and stepping outside the will of the Lord? I like what Job said, naked I came out from my mother's room and naked I shall return. Blessing, what be the name, what of the Lord. Read Job 1 and Job 2. I really have to pray a lot about it before I read it. I even feel in out to preach on it. I have not suffered anywhere close to where Job has. And if I were to have to suffer like Job, I'm afraid uh, I'd have some problems. But I noticed all along the way now, and I'm closing, who was really in control. Satan was not in control. And Job with all his finances were not in control. And Job, with all his political pull in the area and in the political arena of that day, was not in control. You know who was pulling the punches? A sovereign, loving God. And all of this was happening, don't forget this, for God's glory. Whatever you do, don't do anything that would rob God of his glory.